I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you more than anything. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe you're just now waking up uh, on this 10th day. Uh, maybe it is the 11th day where you are of December. But I want to thank you nonetheless for joining with us, listening to Sunday Morning Live. Uh, that's SML on a Thursday, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. You're inside the pages with none other than Pastor Carl Henderson. There's no better place to be than the word of God. You know, and that's the song was, was saying it's one of my favorite songs, favorite worship songs. And, you know, um, if you're just waking up, it's a good place to start. And that is worshiping the Lord. Or if you're coming, maybe you're in the middle of your day or coming to the close of your day. You know, just stop for a moment and, you know, let's just tell the Lord how much we appreciate him. Let it be known on this day that, you know, going down in history that, Lord, I love you. Lord, I I worship and adore you more than anything, Lord. You're more important to me than, than substance. You're more important to me than other things, Lord. And, you know, just let him know how much the breath that he has given us in our body, how much we appreciate uh, his thoughtfulness toward us. You know, we need to just take some time out and just think about the goodness of God. If you've had a bad hair day, it's an excellent moment to stop and, and put your mind on on something else besides the fact that the, your rollers fell out, you know, or your braids came loose or, or whatever the situation is. Uh, you know, we to worship the Lord, worship him and uh, we can worship the Lord with, with a smile on our face. We can worship him even in the midst of trouble. And that's important. That's important. And so let, let's just worship the Lord. Put the worship in your heart. It's different. It makes a world of difference. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study 7 p.m. and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful. I'm bold in the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And, you know, the Bible will tell us that whatever we did, do in word or deed, that we do it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, uh, everything that we do, we do. We pray in Jesus' name. We fast in Jesus' name. Uh, you know, whatever we do, we, we're doing it in Jesus' name. And we're doing it uh, as if he is physically standing in front of us. Because the Lord did say that, Behold, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. And so we know that the Lord is near. He said, he said I, I, my word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. And so we have something. Saints, uh, friends, those that believe, we have something that, that we just cannot forget. And we need to be reminded you know, because there are so many distractions that we, that we allow, have allowed, and some things that, that have secretly crept in and, and have uh, ciphered things away from us. And so we need to always be mindful and re be reminded. 
want to talk this evening where we're in the book of Acts and we're talking about Acts of the Holy Ghost, we're talking about what God is doing, the movement of his spirit. Not going to be long, but, you know, just want to give you a thought. Uh, and so, and, and, and I'm praying that you are blessed if your day is beginning, that you're blessed if you're in the middle of your day. And I'm praying that you're blessed if you, as the day come to an end. And, and so let, let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and honor you, Lord God, for your goodness, for your grace, for this opportunity, Lord God, to hear your word, uh, a mind to think about your word, Lord Jesus. And we want you to know that we appreciate you, appreciate salvation, appreciate all that you have done, the many you have bestowed upon us, so many blessings, Lord, that we have not even begun to tap into, Lord God. And, and so we want to be uh, consciously aware of those things. But more so, we want to be conscious awareness of your presence and live in holy and uh, with you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you will bless those that are rising up to start the day, those that are in the middle of the day. Lord God, and those that are coming to an end of their day, Lord God, that you would bless. Bless, Lord God, uh, those that are going to be resting. Bless those that are working, Lord. Bless those that are just starting. Touch those that are sick in their body, Lord. Lord, you're able to provide healing according to thy will. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you. We ask these blessings, Lord God, as we just look at a few scriptures, look at your word, Lord God, and what you are saying and what is happening, Lord Jesus, and those things that are going to parallel in our day and time, Lord God, so that we know how to conduct ourselves as well. We ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Tonight, I want to talk about a little bit about Acts 13, uh, verse 6 through 12. If you have your devices or a paperback, you know, um, whatever you're using to look at the word of God. And so just want to talk a little bit of thought about hocus pocus. Hocus pocus. That's what I said. And, you know, just want you to know that your ministry, if you're involved in ministry, uh, and when I say ministry, I'm talking about service. Let me let me let me clarify that here. Your service unto the Lord, your service unto the Lord will be challenged on multiple levels by uh, by body and disembodied spirits. OK. When you serve the Lord, when you go forth to do his will, there's going to be some challenges. And just, you know, I'm sure that many of you are aware of that. But for those of you that are not, I want you to understand that. For those that may have forgotten, you're going to be challenged. And so there are spirits, there are influences, there are different things that will come at you as you begin to take a stand. You know, if you don't stand for, for something, that's what they used to say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so we we don't want the, uh, uh, to be bamboozled, hoodwink, you know. None of those things to, and stuff to catch us off guard. You know, the enemy will will um, hit you, blindside you as many times as possible. You know, and so want to make that uh, difficult to do. And, you know, so the Bible tells us that Barnabas and Saul are called to service. They're called uh, by the Holy Ghost. And after fasting, the scripture said that the Lord instructed, separate me, Barnabas and Saul. And so uh, after fasting, and, and I, I hope you're fasting. If you're not fasting, you ought to fast with me on Tuesdays. 
you know, just know um, when I fast, I, I, I stay away from as many distractions as possible. And it seemed like when you use that word fast, everything comes your way, you know, but um, fasting, get some time in fasting. You know, some things come by prayer and fasting. And along with your fasting, they prayed and they blessed uh, those that was present, uh, blessed Barnabas and Saul for the work of the ministry. And so it's important to know the call to ministry is associated. Uh, the call comes from God, not your ego. Some people are on an ego trip, you know, and, and so they fall short um, because of their ego. And so uh, we're not on an ego trip. When it's about, when it's the ministry, look, you go into it and you don't know what you're going to deal with when you're there. You know, a lot of people have visions and dreams about um, being mega. You don't know what mega means and you don't know how they, how they arrive there. I was speaking with a, a older woman. Uh, well, I want to say she's a mother because she has children. So I was speaking with one of the older mothers at the church and um, at, a, at a Korean church. And she said, um, she said, I'm 70 and I'm in my 70s. And I remember when we had only four members. We had only four members. Some churches, uh, you know, they didn't inherit the membership because the pastor, uh, the Lord called the pastor home. And so uh, someone inherited that work. No, some churches started with a family. Some churches started with uh, individual. Um, and so, but when God calls you into that ministry, you better know that God has called you and he expects you to maintain and stick with the call until, and so, and until, um, that until is, is when you step out of time into eternity, you know? And so, um, the Lord will let you know when it's, but not, not because of the work and the work has become difficult. All of a sudden it becomes a second thought and you're going to have some second thoughts. You're going to deal with challenges and challenges. You get hit sometime with a few things that will make you look twice, uh, two or three times. But uh, the Bible lets us know that the call to ministry is associated with God, his will, in the mouth of two or three witnesses. It's not just you, others will see, and you don't have to influence and encourage us. Don't you see the call? No, God will let people know that there is a call on your life. And listen, mothers, fathers, let me tell you something. Every call is not a call for your son and daughter to be a preacher. Uh, a hot testimony doesn't mean they're a preacher. That meant they were excited. And there are so many other gifts. And, and that's what impresses me about uh, Luke, because Luke's profession, his vocation, is, he is a physician, he's a doctor. And so he's used to working with people in, uh, in medicine in different areas. However, his, uh, the Lord has stirred up his mind and he is uh, taking, making notes and writing about the ministry of Christ and those that were witnesses, those that also were present. <clears throat> and, uh, but at no time does he, uh, does we, do we see or reference him as uh, anything but a disciple, and he's doing a great job. Your daughter, your son may be just like Luke, uh, a great writer, 
that can write and influence someone uh, to be a, another type of help or administrator uh, in the church. These are gifts that are called out. And so, um, and, and they're powerful gifts. They're, they're powerful. I don't know a pastor that don't want uh, the gift of helps uh, in the ministry that does not want the uh, administrators, you know, uh, in the ministry, you know, those different gifts that are at work uh, in, in the ministry uh, that are not often spoke about, not often spoke about. We speak about the prophet, you know, but listen, there are some characteristics that accompany those that claim to be prophets, and you'll find that in the scripture. Matter of fact, if you go back through some of the teachings over the past uh, two weeks in dealing with the Acts of the Holy Ghost, you'll discover that there are characteristics with the prophets that many uh, are not displaying. Uh, they're displaying a name, and and you know we're talking about we're talking about hocus pocus here, and some of them are full of hocus pocus as well. And and so you have to be careful. And that's why it's important to be a true worshiper. That's why it's important to pray. That's why it's important to fast and to seek the Lord so that you are so that uh, no one is uh, playing uh, abracadabra with you, you know, and all of those different things. And so the scripture uh, tell us and and they uh, and when they had gone through the aisles unto uh, Paphos. They found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew. See, they're false prophets, a Jew, whose surname is Bar Jesus. Now, that particular name is supposed to mean son of Jesus or son of Joshua. Uh, but listen, uh, and when, uh, which was, uh, while they were there in the aisles of uh, Paphos, uh, which is, with the deputy of the country, um, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called uh, for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. It's such a blessing that someone wants to hear the word of God. You know, if there's just one person, one individual that, that desire to hear the word of God uh, minister, the Bible said, don't count, don't, don't, dismiss the day of small things, but we need to look at that and, and always appreciate. Now, I learned a very, very important lesson about one from David. Uh, David had um, took the ewe lamb of one person. And some of you may know what I'm talking about, uh, but he took the ewe lamb. And so, uh, and when David found out what he had did because the prophet had went to him and gave him the story about the ewe lamb. David wanted to kill the man. Let's kill the man. Let's kill the man that took the one ewe lamb. Not knowing that God really wanted to uh, wanted to chasten him and that chastisement was very severe uh, for David. Uh, God was really, really upset with David over the fact that he abused and took one lamb, one the only ewe lamb that this man had. And so, you know, that one, God is concerned with the one. And there are other scriptures that talk about the one, but that right there really opened my, my eyes to how important, not that I felt it at any other time that one soul wasn't important, but it really drove the point home 
that God is concerned about the one. Love the one. Minister to the one that is with you wholeheartedly as if it's a thousand people wholeheartedly as if that one individual you never know what god is going to do and so the bible says that the deputy of the country uh, a prudent man who is called for barnabas and saul and desired to hear the word of god but uh Elimus, uh the sorcerer now they went from calling him uh, bar jesus to Elimus, the saucer, uh, whose name, that's what his name means in interpretation, withstood them. He stood against them, fought against them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. You know, it's a battle. You're witnessing to someone and they go home and someone uh, at home all of a sudden start acting a certain way because the, the spirit, the, the, the adversary is using them to try to persuade their mind. Uh, and that's why it's, so we pray for those that we're ministering to pray for those that you've witnessed to call their name out and, and you know uh, and so like so many other people uh this sorcerer had an agenda and you meet people in the church which are part of satan's posse uh male and female mm -hmm. uh, you have to be aware that they have a different agenda uh, they will display something different and draw you into the web and uh, all of a sudden hocus pocus you've been drawn in uh, you know a meaningless talk hocus pocus meaning it's a meaningless talk or activity often designed to draw attention away from and disguise what is actually happening so it's about trickery it's well known to be associated uh, with deception and so uh, when we talk about hocus pocus, we're talking about being tricked, talking about something that that appears different, but there is a hidden agenda behind it, and that is to fool you. And uh, then the Bible said, then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, oh, oh full of subtlety and all mischief. Thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the way, uh, the right ways of the Lord? Now, remember, his name is um, is defined as being son of Jesus, but Paul identifies him correctly that he is the child of the devil. Now, the gift of discernment is at work here. And we've been talking about the gifts and, you know, it's, the gifts are very important. We, we uh, prior to the gifts, we were talking about being rapture ready. And I just want to throw this at you right now that for those of you that are called by the Lord and, and God has given you a gift because he, he laid captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Uh, those gifts need to be working. You need to have those gifts operating and uh, functional, stir those gifts up, shake them up, do whatever you have to do, but wake those gifts up and let those gifts work. Uh, because if you don't, you will not be rapture ready. Uh, and I'm not gonna go no further into that, but the gift of discernment is governed by the spirit of the Lord and is allowed to take action here. An observation has been made by Paul and he, he said he shows the transparency of what is going on 
and the misbehavior uh, that this individual is about making trouble. Uh, that's his objective. He's going to be a troublemaker. He's trying to pervert uh, the word of the Lord. He's trying to turn someone away from righteousness. How dare him? And that should cause, when someone is trying to cause someone to go the wrong way, uh, that should stir up your righteous indignation uh, that you really allow God to use you and expose them for what they are and who they are, you know, so that that soul can be saved. That soul then can make a well-informed decision. You know, we need to make well-informed decisions. If you don't give the people, if you don't give the individual, if you don't help give them what they need, how are they going to make a well-informed decision? He called the called him the child of the devil. Lucifer yeah, is the devil, Satan, a deceiver, father of all lies, uh, accuser of the brother. He's a prince of the air and an enemy of all righteousness. Uh, he is trying to influence uh, people and influence you out of things. He tried to influence everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, he tried to influence Jesus. Uh, if he would have known what what would have been loosed uh, when when he when they crucified the Lord, he would have uh, tried to prevent that. But uh, the enemy is shrewd in his behavior, and so this saucer intention was to alter the original course uh, to provide to distort the plan and corrupt the deputy of the country. And so the Bible tells us that uh, Sergius uh, Paulus was a prudent man, one who, uh, prudent meaning that he operated or he operates with discretion uh, to a fiduciary and especially a trustee to manage other or as a trustee to manage others' affairs and invest money, others' monies, people's finances, with skill and care. Uh, and as even as a ordinary person, even as in his own household, he he practiced uh, prudence uh, and intelligence and managed his own affairs where uh, well. You know, and that's something that we we can do. Something we should do. We should practice being more prudent with our affairs, you, you know, um, uh, forget about the heydays. Hey, look at me. Hey, look what I got. Hey, look what I'm driving. Hey, no. Uh, why don't we be prudent and watch the, you know, the dividends, watch what we're spending, watch what we're doing, you know, pay the bills on time. Uh, don't overuse the credit cards and you know, pay them off at the end of the month. Matter of fact, here's a, here's a little something. If you if you have a credit card, you got let's say five hundred dollar credit card, <clears throat> um, pay the bill in full. Because well, I need to pay my light bill. Well, you can still pay your light bill. You can pay it with your credit card. I need to buy some gas. You can buy the gas with your credit card. But on your credit report, it's going to show that you paid that bill in full every month. That that bill was paid on time every month. And it's going to make your credit look very good. And you stick to that principle. And even as your credit score grows, uh, maybe your credit um, bill, or not your bill, but your uh, uh, privileges may also increase. But you don't want to increase your spending habit and super exceed your income and that sort of thing. L let's live with and, and, you know, be prudent in what we do. It's a respectable decision uh, that all of us uh, can practice. 
The 11th verse says, and now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee. Now, Paul is still dealing with this saucer. And thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness. And he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Now, this affliction came swiftly. And as we're reading through the scripture, many times the affliction that was pronounced happened very quickly in the life of the individual, uh, very immediately. As we read, immediately things happen. I believe it was Elisha that um, had healed uh, the, the gentleman of, of, of that was suffering uh, from leprosy and his servant after the man was healed. Uh, Elisha didn't want anything. I don't, I don't have a need for anything. And, it, and so the, uh, the servant of the king went, uh, went back, was on his way back home when Elisha's servant followed him and said, well, you know, I, I can use some things. You know, I can use some new jeans. You know, I can use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can use some kicks. Mm, yep. Yeah, hook me up. Hook me up. And so when he got back to Elisha, Elisha uh, pointed out to him, asked him, how was things going? He didn't let him know right away that he knew. And his servant said, you know, everything's fine. Everything's cool. Try to play it off. And Elisha said, well, did you realize my spirit was there with you? you know, many times people don't, don't know that the spirit of the minister, uh, the, the minister themselves may not be there, but the spirit of the minister is there uh, watching all that's going on, watching what's, what's happening, hearing God has a way of letting the minister know it could be someone just uh, having a conversation, passing by, uh, and you just happen to be walking that way and, and catch wind of it. God could show the minister in a dream or very well, the minister is having what we would call a daydream or, you know, those things are, are, are happening. And so the power of God is, is present. And he let them know that, you know, because of what you did, you didn't have to do that. The same disease that he was just healed from is going to be up on you. And immediately, Elisha's servant was afflicted with that. Ecclesiastes 8, 11 and 13 says, or 3, 13 says, because sentence, a sentence against an evil work is not um, executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear the Lord or fear God, uh, which fear before him. Surely I know that it shall be well with them, uh, but it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not God. Now, because things, because judgment don't happen immediately doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Many people think that they've gotten away. Hey, I've gotten away with that. God didn't see me. He didn't hear me. He don't know my heart. He don't know what I'm about to do. You know, even uh, people see when, when you creep in, when you sneaking around and doing stuff, people see that they're aware of it. What makes you think God isn't? Oh, it's because judgment didn't happen immediately that you feel that it's okay. Well, listen, none of us should ever have that false sense of security. 
I, you know, uh, I believe all of us have practiced that foolishness. But as you get older, you realize that, man, that that was foolish. That was pretty dumb. You know how how crazy and, you know, we can all put I can put a lot of words there to express how bad that thinking really is. The fear of the Lord will keep us, it'll keep you and I from many pains and sorrow. The fear of the Lord, the thing that you would do, you don't do it because you fear the Lord. You, you honor him, you reference him, you know that he's sovereign and you don't want to, and you know, and there are some things that we have experienced and the pain of it, you realize that, you know, I, I don't want to do that again because it did hurt. And so uh, we need to remember those things. This saucer became blinded for a season. His self-dependency is gone. He had to look for someone to lead him around to help him. And he don't know uh, what he was about to get into because, you know, when you, when you handicap, you depended on someone, you don't know if help is going to come right away. And it, it look, you could be righteous and really need help and help don't come immediately. You don't know. Uh, and so this man, now he's blinded for a season. Self-dependency is gone. Hocus pocus, his deceit is now gone. He can't trick nobody. He can't make nobody believe in his his sorcery or anything like that because uh, if if it was real he wouldn't be blind. Uh, if his prophecies uh, he was labeled as a, a false prophet, uh, he would be able to speak or even see uh, uh, with the eyes of the spirit uh, into the future and uh, and speak those things that are true. But that's not the case. That's not what's what's happening with him. You know, the power, the, the God's power is so great that someone can be um, born or lost their sight. And the gift of prophecy is still working in their life because God, because it's not by your natural eyes, it's by the spirit of the Lord. It's by what God is saying and what God is doing. Magic, casting spells, spiritual rituals, of the dead is real. Uh, object changing forms are real. Pastor, no, how, yeah, object changing, you know, things, solid materials, mm -hmm, would be changed to a living creature. Wasn't that a solid form? And now all of a sudden it's a, a you know, the Bible said that when uh, Moses stood before Pharaoh, the musicians, uh, the, the, um, they threw their staffs down. That was a solid object. And it turned into a serpent. And Moses threw his staff down. And his serpent um, ate those. This is real. This is real. And this is in our day and time. What do you mean our day and time? Listen, the Bible has not closed. We're still living in biblical uh, some would, uh, one person told me that the, the Bible is, uh, is archaic. It's not for today, but listen, we have not come to the, to the close of it. The, the, the saints have not been caught up. The dead in Christ is not rising. We're not standing in, we're not at the marriage feast of the lamb. We're not receiving the rewards for the work that has been done. We're not there yet. It has not come to an end yet. 
And so we are in the dispensation of grace. And so I need you to know that magic, <clears throat> spell casting, spiritual uh, ritual. Matter of fact, the scripture talks about it in <laughs> Revelation, in the book of Revelation, about how uh, uh, one would be wounded, the Antichrist and and that and the the son of perdition, you know, um, there's going to be a wounding. There's going to be a miraculous healing in that. So you need to understand uh, that these things in our day and time is as real as it was then. It's not something to get involved with. It's not something to play with. Uh, we, you and I, and and our children are constantly exposed to mystical involvement through games, shows, people practicing in secret, calling uh, people calling on soothsayers and those that pervert the truth so that they can take advantage of you, uh, of people mentally, emotionally, and physically. The enemy is very subtle, uh, desensitizing people, very slick. People are being desensitized. And, you know, I was watching television with, with children, <clears throat> grandchildren, and and you know, and I'm I'm noticing things in the cartoons that I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's disturbing because it's is giving people a license to to follow and do things that God said it's not right to do, and so people are becoming and have become desensitized, and they feel that it's all right, it's their choice, and you're correct, it is your choice. Uh, they're various uh, desensitized through various forms of entertainment, but when the gift of God is unburied, there we go talk about those gifts. The gift of God is unburied. Uh, if you buried your gift, uh, get it out. When the gift of God is unburied and allowed to work as he, in, the gift is allowed to work as he intended, people will experience the kingdom of God, experience the presence of God. Let the gift work so that people's mind can be stirred up. You know, that will that would dispel the desensitizing that's going on. It would dispel the things because you cannot deny those things that you have seen. You can't unsee them. You cannot unhear them. You cannot unexperience those things. And it will save a soul. The scripture says, then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. The enemy was defeated because of the power of God and because of the word of God. Now, let me tell you, they go hand in hand. It's not enough to see the power of God and, and not deliver the word of God, deliver the truth so that people can be exposed, so that souls can be saved. It's not enough. Let me just leave this with you, is that people have experienced miracles. People have experienced miraculous healing and deliverance. However, their soul was not saved. They didn't yield themselves to the word of God. Jesus healed many. Many did not follow him. Uh, at one point, the Lord said, are, are you following me because you want another blessing? You want another fish sandwich? You know, what's up? You, you, you following me? The word. We need the word of God in us and saturating our soul because that's what's going to make a difference when you lay down at night. That's what's going to make a difference when you rise up in the morning. 
that is going to make a difference. I, I pray and hope that something has been said this evening that has blessed your soul, that has stirred up a thought in your mind that you can run with. You know, um, if you've been blessed, I, I pray and ask that you would hope and hope that you would share the link Sunday morning live. That's a mail with someone else. And, you know, we can be found on uh, iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast carriers. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, and if you're looking for a church home, we have room for you. If you want to grow in ministry, you know, we're about the saving of souls. And we believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we, we thank you and we bless your name, Savior. We bless you for your goodness, your grace, for this uh, short exhortation on your word. And just pray and ask that you would help us to retain, maintain your word, Lord God, that we live saved, live unto you, Lord God, and that you would have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Please note that the songs featured are respectively the property of the songs and artists and their producers. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name. Pray for me as I pray for you.